The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. The Federal Reserve threw us a curveball, raising interest rates by 75 basis points today. So what does that say about the Fed's efforts to control inflation? And what does it mean for the economy and for mortgage origination? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Brian Marks. He's an economics professor at the University of New Haven. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here and help out the best I can. And and I think a lot of a lot of the experts that we talked with they all acknowledged that this 75 basis point hike was was possible. It was certainly in the realm of possibilities, but they all seem to agree that we'd be headed for a half point hike. You know, this is what the Fed had told us. They don't like to break, they like to be predictable. What what happened here? How did how did we get here? Well, I have to say, I would have expected the Fed, I joined my colleagues in expecting a 50 basis point increase. Uh, The Fed has been very um, methodical in its approach and very thoughtful and and considering all aspects and updating based on the data presented. So um, maybe we are running a little hotter than expected. But we're also seeing some other data come in. It's a very nuanced situation, and the Fed is trying to balance uh, the situation, including you have interesting inflation data, as we pointed out, and as you pointed out, 8.6% higher than expected, although we may see a revision. Uh, There's a drag on GDP that we've been seeing. uh, But Employment numbers on the other side of the equation still remain strong, although we're seeing a lot of dynamics there. So the Fed is walking this fine line, and it's very nuanced. And the implications are, you know, the Fed has been trying to put the brakes on in various ways throughout since March 2021, when they uh, reinstated or allowed the exemption to the SLR, supplemental leverage ratio, uh, to expire. In other words, they didn't renew that. So they've been tapping on the brakes initially in March 2021. They've been moving forward, and the data is telling them we need to do more. Um, But it is very complicated, especially given the exogenous shocks to the economy, including uh, and in particular, energy prices, which is filtering straight through. And, and you know, those those half point, one of the reasons that a lot of people thought it was, you know, a 75 point hike was needed, even if we didn't think the Fed was going to do it, is because those half point hikes that we've been seeing haven't affected some of the metrics that the Fed points to. I know you pointed to signs that, you know, the economy isn't as out of control as the sum of the surface numbers, but CPI is still going up. Powell has talked about that the housing market in particular continuing to just 
uh, keep going up. You know, why why are those still happening if if we're getting fifty point basis hikes? You know, why is it taking so long? So, um, it, you know, think of it being on board an aircraft carrier. Nothing. It, it's not binary. You you just can't flip the switch and change things immediately. So, in the monetary side of the equation. Things can move a little bit faster than the fiscal side of the house, which takes time. In 2008, we were always looking for shovel-ready projects to get things moving, but it takes time. So we're on an aircraft carrier that needs to turn, and it takes time for things to filter through, cascade, if you will, through the overall economy. I think the Fed is doing... Uh, and I'm, I may be an outlier here because I'm more of an applied microeconomist, and I look at how it's going to affect the individual. I think the Fed is doing a better job than people give it credit for. And I think that's one of the things we also need to consider. But but to your comparison about being a, a carrier, are we are we going to be dealing with inflation for a little while? Uh, or is this going to like, do we have to basically clog the Suez Canal, <laughs> uh, you know, a recession kind of thing to bring this down quickly? So, again, I think our policymakers, particularly at the Fed and Chairman Powell in particular, is very thoughtful and considerate. And I think the notion is he is still aiming for that soft landing. And and while the increase of a recession, the probability or the risk of a recession has increased, particularly in 2023, there is that momentum. It takes time. So we're confronted with some hardships going forward, prices in particular energy. But we have to admit, Chairman Powell can, cannot do much about energy prices as far as things go. Other than, you know, if we do raise interest rates, we will shift people's demand curves. And so the demand for energy may be reduced, but we're seeing China come back online. And then we have the embargo, if you will, of Russian oil. So it's complicated. And there's not a a a, um, a simple solution out there that's going to resolve everything. So I think the Fed's approach has to be con- um, considerate, um, thoughtful, and cautious because to send us into a recession, a hard landing, if you will, w- would have a profound impact on everyday consumption. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. We've been told mortgage rates spiked in the spring. We were told that that was baking in a lot of what experts expected the Fed to do. Prices as well were rising with the expectation that the Fed would be doing these half-point hikes. Now that they've, they're, they're going a little further with a 75-point hike, what, what is that going to do to interest rates? What is that going to do to prices? Are they going to have to go up again because the Fed is being more aggressive than uh, perhaps we thought? So if the Fed becomes more aggressive, what, what we're going to see, and, and we've already seen this. So yes, interest rates are going up. The In certain markets, and we have to be aware of this, in certain housing markets, 
where people are looking at mortgages, that's slowing down a little bit. It's having an impact on the rental side, which we're seeing a lot of upward pressure. But on the housing side, ownership side, it, it is beginning to have its impact. And I think with any move and the next Fed meeting six weeks from now, the Fed will reassess and evaluate the data and its implications for the economy with an attempt to achieve that balancing of let's have a smooth, a soft landing, if you will. And and from your expertise more on the microeconomic side in, in how um, people react, I think in interest to our audience, you know, obviously is home buyers. What, what do you expect? You, you kind of touched on it, but what do you expect to happen with home buying? Again, you know, prices are going up, but new new construction costs are probably going to be continue to go up if inflation is a problem. Interest rates are going to keep making home buying more expensive. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? I, I expect a slowing down. I, I really do. Interest rates, it's 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 a lag. It's it's filtering through. It's cascading through our economy. And individual decision makers, uh, as much as we can look at the aggregates, are making the decisions. And and we're going to see maybe some disparity in geography as to the issue based on where and how people are living. And and we also have to take into account the nature of the workforce and the nature of uh, the office environment, the hybrid environment, which drove, you know, during the pandemic, it, that drove a lot of the housing. It, there was a savings on on not expending monies in certain areas. With this energy issue, inflation is a form of a stealth tax. With the energy issue, we're seeing people reallocating their basket of goods, which has to have an impact on disposable income available for mortgage and the cost of capital, if you will, in that area. And so that's what we're going to see. Yeah, we're already hearing anecdotally, even on the on the, the high end, the luxury market, that realtors are saying that uh, sudden rate hikes are happening during the buying process. And then home buyers are walking away because of that point that we can't comfortably afford this mortgage anymore. So it'll be interesting to see with the 75 basis point hike, what that does uh, if that sort of accelerates that even further, well, I I do expect a a, a slowing down. I it, it'd be uh, unreasonable not to expect that. the The challenge will always be, um, you know, if you strip out energy, but energy is so critical to our economy. But the retail sales are starting to show uh, the slowing down now. One data point does not make a trend, so we have to see what unfolds. And I think that's what the Fed's going to do. Look at what's unfolding. And we're also seeing some pressure on the labor side, the employment side. And we'll see when when we get the next releases how the Fed digests it. Uh, A 75 basis point could be too much. Um, And we'll see how that's baked into the overall economy. Certainly, uh, and I try to caution people, do not just look at the stock market. I mean, there's more to it. Now, the stock market is supposed to reflect the net present value of a future stream of income profits, if you want to simplify it that way. And with that downward pressure, um, a shift in the demand curve for goods in general, we may see that. Plus, we may see the shift as people are going towards more service-oriented aspects of consumption 
simply because we're coming out of a pandemic, maybe we're going towards an uh, epidemic, if you will, and then the new normal, whatever that may be in the context of COVID-19. So we're seeing a rebalancing, establishing a new equilibrium. And, And that's what we'll wind up seeing as we move forward. This is the the biggest rate hike that the Fed has approved in in some thirty years. What what do we think that this might mean for the July meeting, and then when they come back in September? I think most people thought that we'll get we'll get to seventy five points, but not in June. Can we can we use this to sort of guess what'll happen? Or to your point, we kind of now have to see how the markets will react because it's more than we expected. You know, if I read Chairman Powell the way I've been reading him, he is a very thoughtful, considerate individual. And, and I think his powers of persuasion and discussion with his colleagues will be very important. So I think there's going to be an assessment. And, and I think they've done this all along. That's one thing we can discuss um, and evaluate as far as his chairmanship has gone. He's been very thoughtful and considerate, carefully measures his words as as he should, because his words have actions. His colleagues are are busy, in some senses, sending out trial balloons. Uh, So I think there's going to be, I don't want to say wait and see. It's not really a wait and see. It's continued analysis, assessment of the data as it rolls in to then be able to predict, um, I mean, to assess the path forward. So the dot plots are important. Brian, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, happy to help. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's your non-Fed headlines for today, June 15th. Mortgage applications jumped up 6.6% last week. That includes a four-point bump in the refi index, but refi activity is still down more than 70% from last year. And finally, Redfin and Compass have both told the Securities and Exchange Commission that they're laying off workers. Redfin says it's laying off 470 workers, or about 6% of its total workforce. Compass says it would cut 10% of its workforce, or about 450 jobs. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.